It's Tuesday, June 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians and the Twins are set to open uh, what what turns out to be a you know pretty big series now uh, with Cleveland trailing Minnesota by a game in the American League Central standings. Yeah, it's only June, uh, but these two teams are going to face each other eight times over the next you know two weeks, and and we're really going to get a sense of what this race is going to be like uh, between these two teams, at least uh, for, for the next, you know, two, three months. Yeah, definitely, Joe. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, If you're a baseball fan and you like uh, (laughs) division races, this, this is your uh, cup of tea here. And um, you know, usually when, you you know, like you said, they're playing each other eight times in the next 10, 11 days, uh, usually when something happens like this in a head to head, you know, it's pretty, maybe it's, a, you know, five, a four and four, or you, you, they go three and five. It's rare that somebody would go like six and two or, or seven and one and really separate themselves. But, you know, the, the, the opportunity is there for, for the guardians and the, and the twins to do just that and really kind of, you know, put a lot of distance between themselves and second place, you know, the kind of distance, we're seeing in you know the AL East where the Yankees have a 12 game lead and uh, in the uh, AL uh, West where Houston has a 10 game lead. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, this is the only game in town in the American League and yet everybody just wants to talk about the Yankees when they're good or the uh, the Astros and their lineup and the, and that kind of thing. Uh, but but this is where like the the real games that sort of matter are taking place uh, in the American League Central. Uh, I, I think we we kind of maybe suffer a little bit because uh, the the division is viewed as weakest division in in baseball. But uh, you know, right now it's it it can be weak and still be competitive and fun to to see uh, these teams go at it and 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 stage some really great games. Uh, right off the bat, we've got uh, Aaron Savali going to uh, make his return to the rotation, uh, so we don't know how long he's going to go, and and he's going up against a guy who the, the Guardians always have uh, a tough time with in Joe Ryan. Yeah, Joe Ryan is, you know, beat him. I think he made his big league debut against them last year for the Twins after being acquired in a trade with, uh, in the Nelson Cruz trade from the mm-hmm. from the Rays. Uh, you know, he beat him last year. He beat him earlier this year, six innings. He allowed one run. He kind of just... Uh, baffled them and uh so this is going to be you know it's, it'd be nice to get off on a, on the right foot in this three-year uh in this three-game uh series uh but you, like you said Savali's probably going to be on some kind of pitch count you know his last start uh with Columbus <clears throat> he went four and two-thirds struck out seven so you know I would think you know he probably threw I think he threw around uh 70 75 pitches so I would think he'd be in that you know, in that range tonight as well. Yeah, uh, one of the most important matchups sort of in the series might take place uh, right there in that first inning, Aaron Savali against Byron Buxton. Uh, and Buxton has really owned Savali in in, in their previous matchups. Uh, 10 at-bats pre- uh, previously, uh, Buxton three for 10 with two solo home runs uh, in, in those matchups. So you know, watch for maybe, uh, you know, Savali to have to be sort of careful to some of these guys coming out uh, because you don't want to dig too deep of a hole too early. Uh, but uh, again, and especially against a guy, like you said, uh, who, Ryan, who who really does have success against uh, Cleveland, Joe Ryan, 
previously against this lineup. Uh, Miles Straw seems to be the only one with uh, multiple hits against him. Uh, Miles Straw, two for five in his career against Joe Ryan. Uh, Jose Ramirez does have a solo home run in eight at bats, but uh, but that's it. That's the only hit that that Ramirez has. And, you know, we don't even know for sure that Jose is going to be in the uh, in the starting lineup. A great point, Joe. And, uh, you know, Straw has been struggling mightily. He uh, finally ended, what, an 0 for 22 slump with uh, with a double, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sunday against the Dodgers. But he has been really, really struggling. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Terry Francona over the weekend about perhaps taking him out of the, you know, the leadoff spot. And uh, he just said, uh, you know, the, who do you replace him with is basically when we've been down that path before. And he just, he didn't, he looked at the lineup and he just didn't like the way the lineup looked when, when he took him out of the leadoff spot. Now he did say, you know, when Framil Reyes comes back and I guess, you know, right now he's expected to return, uh, you know, tonight for this series, uh, they could do something and flip the lineup a little bit. Yeah. And they have options. Obviously Stephen Kwan's a guy who, who's batted lead off uh, before and on days when they've given Miles straw rest, but, you don't know if that's something that they would consider to, you know, doing full time or, you know, on a on a more permanent basis moving forward. Uh, you know, who else do you put there? Really, if you've if you're thinking about it, there's there's not a lot of options uh, on the the roster yet. Uh, Andres Jimenez hasn't batted lead off before. That's that, you know, they had him batting up high uh, early in the year last year, but he's he's found success and sort of a home at the at the bottom of the order. Yeah, definitely. I think they like him at that, what, seven or eight spot, seven, six, seven or eight. He's really done a nice job there. And they've been really reluctant to move him, you know, out of that spot the whole, the whole, you know, first half. So I don't think they're going to mess with him. I could, I could see, you know, maybe putting Quan at, at number one and, and dropping Shaw to the ninth spot, you know, or straw to the ninth spot, something like that. Yeah. The, the other guy that would have maybe the, the, the right kind of speed would be Owen Miller, but, uh, you know, he, he doesn't maybe necessarily, uh, you know, fit the sort of role or the mold for, for batting lead off there. Uh, they kind of like him batting in the, the middle of the order as well. Uh, so, so who knows, we'll see, uh, you know, what the other options are. Maybe, maybe the option for a uh, leadoff hitter isn't on the roster right now. And maybe that's something, uh, that could be resolved by calling up a, a prospect who uh, who continues to hit well. So, uh, yeah, as far as those matchups go, though, uh, you know, Savali versus Buxton, uh, you know, happens early. Uh, a matchup that could happen later on in a game or in later on in the series, uh, you might see a guy like Sam Henches, who's been hot lately, uh, come out of the bullpen in a in a clutch situation, have to face a left hander. Uh, somebody like maybe a, a Luis Arise or a, a Max Kepler. Uh, Hench is holding left-handed hitters to a 133 batting average with 14 strikeouts in, in 30 at-bats. Uh, it, it seems to be maybe a favorable matchup if, if he gets in a situation where there's a, a tough Minnesota lefty. Uh, Kepler, only a 218 hitter against Cleveland uh, in his career, but he does have 18 home runs and 40 RBIs in, in 92 uh, career games against Cleveland. Yeah, Trevor Bauer's gone, so Kepler Kepler's <laughs> home run meter has gone down a little bit. But uh, yeah, Kepler is you know I think he's he's hit pretty well against him this year and those in the previous three game series. 
Uh, and Henkes has yet. He's done a really, uh, Sam's done a really good job lately, and he'd be returning home again. He'll be mm -hmm. pitching, you know, at Target Field, his his home field in his home state. And, uh, you know, last year didn't go well, but uh, this previous uh, three-game series, he pitched pretty well against them. So he even got booed by the hometown fans. So, you know, that, that's always a good sign that you're pitching well. Yeah, you know you're doing something right when the, uh, the hometown crowd does that. He pitched there enough. In a high school game, I think he won a state championship there uh, when he was in high school at Target Field. Uh, also, you've got uh, Owen Miller, uh, another local-ish uh, player returning home. Uh, Owen Miller uh, grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, the Twins were his team growing up, and his younger brother actually got drafted last year by the Twins. Yeah, and and Owen has, uh, you know, you know, after that great first month when he hit 400, he's kind of tapered off a little bit, but he's, I think he's fine in his legs and uh, he's, uh, he's really shown the ability to drive in runs uh, in the, in the middle of that lineup. So, you know, he's been, he's had a decent year and uh, he's, he's a consistent, uh, he's consistent run producer. Yeah. I think uh, they're going to find a way to get Owen Miller's bat into the lineup as much and as often as possible. Uh, especially if now we're talking about bringing uh, Framil Reyes back and, and putting him back in the middle of the order, maybe, you know, not necessarily four, but, you know, four, five, six, somewhere in there. Uh, if you, you got that, uh, it adds a little bit more punch to it. You need somebody on base like uh, Owen Miller uh, with his, his, his thing has always been the extra base hit. You know, he's the king of doubles. And, and you want to see that uh, maybe a, a run around base would help Fran Mill out if he, he can get up. Uh, some movement in the uh, Guardians farm system. Uh, several moves actually uh, announced over the last day. Uh, the, the big one, the, the, the shocking one, I guess, is, is Nick Sandlin uh, being sent down from uh, the Guardians bullpen. He will uh, be at AAA now. Yeah, he was sent down uh, to make room for Savali, who's got to be added to the 26-man uh, before uh, tonight's game. Uh, and, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I thought, you know, a guy like uh, Anthony Castro, who just joined the team, might be uh, sent back down. But Sandlin, and look at and listen to Sandlin's numbers. He's 4-2. and two, He's got a 2.86 ERA. But, you know, he's had really he's kind of lost the strike zone the last – last month or so joe in his last 11 appearances he's walked 16 struck out eight and that covers uh, 11 innings so you know i think they w probably want him to go back down and, and find a plate again get his mechanics under control because it's not like he doesn't have movement on the ball but his slider is moving all over the place joe and he just i think he doesn't know where it's going the catcher doesn't know where it's going and the hitter doesn't know where it's going yeah, that's uh, that that's the big key is that he has so much movement that you have to be under control. We've seen this before with guys like uh, Adam Simber, who was up and uh, guys with the, the, the funky deliveries and the, the weird deliveries. They they have to work harder to refine their mechanics and maintain things in order to know exactly where that uh, that ball is going to go with with as much movement as they utilize on their pitches. Uh, the difference I think with Sandlin is he throws harder than a lot of these guys. I mean, he can still get the ball up there at 96 miles an hour. We never saw Adam Simber do that. We never saw Adam Simber touch, you know, up mid to upper nineties when he was with the, with Cleveland. 
Yeah, and you know, so I think Sandlin, this is just you know a chance for him to kind of gather himself, you know, in a less pressurized situation. And you're definitely these games are going to be, you know, there's going to be pressure here. You're pitching, you know, you're playing with uh, with first place at stake. Uh, so there's going to be a little more intensity involved. And to me, Joe, when I watched him pitch, you know, over the last week, two, three weeks, he seemed to be rushing himself. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but, he, you know, I know he likes to work fast, but it was almost ultra fast. And, you know, it, 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 it seemed the quicker he got, the worse it got. Well, and there was a time when when Tito said, you know, he was throwing to bases. He was occupied, like he was he was concerned about runners and. Uh, you know, Tito said after a game that he had to pull him aside and say, hey, just focus on the batter on this one. I mean, and that's something that that we tell our 13 our U kids, you know, hey, just focus on the hitter. Forget about the runner on the, you know, it, it, it's it's neat to hear that sort of, you know, that sometimes they need to be reminded about those things that they've that have been drilled into their heads for so long. Uh, but with Sandlin, yeah, rushing or letting the game move too fast is something that Francona always talks about. So uh, maybe he goes down to Columbus and, and gets a gets a handle on that. And, and it's not an issue. Yeah, because he's got he's got the stuff. He's got the velocity. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a big part of this bullpen. All right. So uh, James Karinchak and Nick Sandlin will both be down there in the Columbus bullpen. Which one of them makes a return to Cleveland first, Sandlin or Karinchak? Wow, that's a great question. I uh, I know. I just thought of it, and it's really good. Jeez, oh man! I you know because Karen Jack just what he struck out. He had a one and a third mm-hmm. inning outing, scoreless outing. You know, struck out a couple guys, no hits, no runs. Uh, he so he's starting to come on a little bit. You know, maybe they give uh, Karen Jack a look before Sandlin, and, and they let Sandlin down there and and let him get straightened out. And uh, you, you you give Karen Check a chance here. Yeah, I maybe he gets you, you get Sandlin as hot as he can possibly get before you bring him back up. And in the meantime, if a spot opens up, you you let Karen Check come and test the waters and see where he is. You know, you you've got you can send him back and forth a couple of times. You've still got options on both guys, so uh, you know maybe that happens. Uh, who knows? Uh, speaking of options on guys, uh, there are. There are several, uh, you know, we talk about the possibility of bringing Framil uh, Reyes back up here. You know, who goes if Framil Reyes, uh, you know, joins the the roster? You've got to keep 13 pitchers and 13 pl- uh, position players. Uh, obviously, the, the the candidates right now would be guys like Richie Palacios or uh, even a, a DFA situation with an Oscar Mercado. I don't think Oscar Gonzalez is going to go anywhere. Uh, and you've already used three options on uh, Palacios. So, you know, you're getting close to the point where you're, you're going to have to make the decision to, to keep Palacios or on the roster or not. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Did Palacios come up early? Because remember, they had the uh, kind of if, if you got called up before May 2nd, you didn't get the option didn't count. So I don't, I don't know if he got called up earlier than that. But uh, yeah, just I just thought Palacios was the guy, Joe, uh, just from the way uh, Francona was talking about over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he uh, he wanted him to uh, get to Columbus so he could play every day. They thought he thought Francona thought that they were doing him a disservice, 
you know, just by having him ride the bench at such a young age where, you know, it's hurting his development. So we'll see, you know, and I, but I, I didn't see Sandlin coming, so they could go in a different direction here to get, you know, Reyes activated. Yeah. I, I, my thing is plus it, it, yes, he's young and yes, you're doing him a disservice by uh, not letting him play every day. However, uh, the role that he is in right now, he is really sort of taken to for a for a young guy. Uh, you know, all of his his pinch hitting appearances. Uh, I think in his last what last seven games, he's got three hits in nine at bats. Uh, but you know, some of those are are big. You know, uh, six RBIs in those hits. So he's coming through in clutch situations. He, he's delivering RBI, you know, doubles in in pinch hitting situations left and right. Uh, if this is a young kid who can accept that role and, and thrive in it, uh, you're definitely getting more out of him than you would out of Oscar uh, Mercado at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they, they, they won that series against the Dodgers because of his two pinch hitting appearances. He had the, the sacrifice fly on Friday night in extra innings. And uh, then he had the pinch hit uh, double Sunday that tied it up. Like you said, Joe, this kid's what three for six as a pinch hitter, six RBIs, and all three of his hits have been doubles. So you know he's he's doing a nice job in in, in this role. And, and if you're sending a kid down like that, that's got to be a tough conversation, isn't it? If you're the manager, and said, "Well, we've done you've done everything we asked, but you're still going down." Well, but you know, go back and, and think about that. They've they've had those conversations with with a guy like a Bobby Bradley. They've had that conversation with him before. They said, you know, hey, you've done everything you can in spring training. You've done everything right. You've done everything we've asked of you, but we're still sending you down. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a tough conversation. But uh, the vibe I get from Richie Palacios is is one that he he is he's he's okay if you talk him through that. I I really do. I I don't see him getting you know angry or uh, you know having that affect him negatively. He'll, he'll just take the assignment in front. He he really does give off a a, a good vibe and. And that's why I think that pitch hitting role is so good for him. Uh, it's just, it's frustrating that right now it's a, it's a numbers game uh, and, and you're not going to not put Fran Mill on the roster. Yeah. You know, he, uh, you know, Palacios knows the game. He comes from a baseball family. His brothers, you know, what has been up with Toronto. His dad played as he had an uncle that played. So, uh, you know, I, he knows the ups and downs of this game, but it's, it's one thing to know him and it's another thing to go through him. Uh, really quickly, other player development uh, system moves. Bo Naylor uh, getting the call to uh, Columbus. So uh, Naylor and Palacios will again be on the same roster, uh, probably. Uh, Naylor taking the place of Brian Lavastida, who goes on the injured list with a sore hamstring in Columbus. Uh, Naylor was, was you know, his, I think his, what, 898 uh, OPS with the Rubber Ducks. He was batting leadoff for a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Bo Naylor, uh, a step away from the big leagues and, and joining his brother on the, the Guardians roster, maybe at some point. Uh, Carlos Vargas, uh, a guy who he's recovering from elbow surgery. Uh, one of the prospects, I believe he's on the 40 man roster and uh, he's started his rehab at Akron or he's, he made his season debut at Akron. Uh, looked really good there. And Gabriel Arias, who's recovering from uh, uh, a wrist injury. He uh, has started a rehab assignment with the Guardians team out in Arizona. Yeah, Vargas, you know, hard thrower coming back from Tommy John. 
I think I read uh, he hit 100 miles an hour in his first appearance with the rubber ducks. You know, we've seen, you know, so he's interesting guy. And, and Joe, when all these guys, they're on the 40, man, get Arias, right? No, Ar no, Arias, or is he? Yeah, Arias no, is on the 40, man. Yeah, Arias, Vargas, and, uh, and, and, but Naylor's not. Naylor's Nail not. On. Naylor's not. He has to, he'll have to be put on at the end of this season. Yeah. So if, when these guys, what, you know, you know, you got to get, it's going to be interesting to see how they keep all these guys, you know, at the end of this season, they're, they're going to be juggling. Well, uh, a subject of conversation for our next podcast can be uh, the trade deadline approaching and, and what uh, deals can be worked out maybe with some of these, these prospects and some of these young guys who are on the 40 man roster. Uh, maybe they'll be, maybe they'll be moved so that there's uh, a little more flexibility. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, certainly not. Uh, I, I don't think Bo Naylor's going anywhere or Gabriel Arias. But uh, you know these are these are guys who uh, have the potential to be uh, have at least trade value there. Uh, Want to uh, you know any of these moves, any of these uh, call ups or, or promotions? Uh, we have them first on subtext. It, we've talked about it uh, a lot this week, but um, you know, it's the best way to get in touch with us uh, directly. Uh, it's a conversation between Hoinsey, myself, and and the subscribers, uh, $3.99 a month. You can go to cleveland.com slash subtext and, and sign up there or send a text message to 216-298-4346, and you'll uh, be enrolled in our subtext group. And, uh, boy, we, we you know, it's, it's a great way for you to get your Hey Hoinsey questions and then uh, go back and forth. Some some of these guys are really funny. I, I've been, I've really had a, a good time, you know, texting back and forth. Just sort of the the short, pithy sort of, uh, you know, hey, we're Cleveland sports fans too, so we we understand what you go through sometimes when uh, when the the teams are up and down. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, have you enjoyed talking to some of these guys on on subtext? Oh yeah, Joe. These are serious baseball fans, man. They they know their stuff, and it's great uh, talking to them. And they, they get they you know every week I take the majority of my hey Hoinsey questions from from their submissions. And if you want it, if you want to you know get a hey Hoinsey question answered, you know subtext is the place to go because you guys get first you know kind of dibs because you're paying for the service, you're paying for the right to do it. So you know. You know, if you want to, you know, uh, see your name in print, I guess, <laughs> or online, this is, uh, you know, just give me a good question, an easy one. Don't make them too hard. Yeah, well, coming from somebody who sees his name in print uh, as often as necessarily we do, uh, it, it gets old real quick. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's great, uh, a great, to, great service to have and, and great interaction with the fans. We love it, and, and we're going to keep doing it. Uh, Hoinsey, the series opens up tonight. Uh, Savali and Ryan matching up on the mound. Uh, we'll look forward to your coverage and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Good deal, Joe.